0: After five weeks, the band is finally back together on this, the 128th reel of CoL Movies. This week, the boys get right into the swing of things by jumping to the past and examining Guy Ritchie's snatch. For our exploration into the present, we strap on some iron gauntlets to chop away at the RZA and Eli Roth Kung Fu extravaganza, The Man with the Iron Fist. Finally, we all keep the iron hot by looking into the future to talk about Iron Man 3. On the news front, we have some information on Brian Singer's new project, some Star Wars episodes seven announcements and last but certainly not least we talk we get to talk about some very exciting casting news for the masterpiece that will be Transformers 4 <laughs> all this and more in the 128th reel of COL movies all bets are off
1: greetings program frankly my dear, I
0: know you. I'm gonna
2: make him an off again
1: I love the smell of my in the morning
2: go ahead
0: my day. All right, Mr. Demil, I'm ready for my close-up. Hey, anyway. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brand new reel of COO Movies. My name is Jeff, and I would like to introduce my reunited co-host, Ray and Steve.
2: <laughs> I totally always pick- think of... Yeah, I always think of Kermit D- 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 yeah, the Frog.
0: I, I, no, I'm literally uh, uh, you, sitting here with you... my arms in the air with my hands <laughs> wagging. <laughs> Why is this not a video podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we, we could do one, you know. We just need to, uh, instead of uh, uh, uploading it to the normal feed, we can uh, that, do it on a... That um, would
1: mean wearing clothes. Yeah. That's true. Although we might get a lot more watchers if we <laughs>
0: Yeah, but how would we how would they know if we, we weren't pants we were pantsless? We could just be shirtless. Mm, that's part of the mystery. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is if we were gonna do a bad Google hangout, then um, um, we definitely wouldn't be able to show anything down there. So no. <laughs> we can make claims. All right. Oh, it's In the meantime, scary. let's go to the news. Let's go to the news News on the march. Jack the Giant Killer gets a new name moves to early March. So you know how we were discussing last week, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Steve and I were discussing uh, Jack the Giant Killer? And uh, we're like, well, it's showing as giant slayer on IMDB, with the thing and the stuff and the whatnot. Yeah. Well, like in the time that it took uh, b- before I got the sh- show up, um, uh, it officially had actually changed to Jack the Giant Slayer because apparently it is more (laughs) family-friendly.
2: Slayer Mm. versus killer. Yeah. uh, I I guess Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus Buffy the Vampire Killer.
1: Yeah, killer's something murderers do.
0: Yeah. Slayers, heroes slay things. Villains kill things. Slay the
2: dragon, that's true.
0: Insider said the new title is more (laughs) family-friendly. movie which will be rated pg-13 It's about
2: jack fun? and the beanstalk
1: bitches yeah really that's family friendly
0: now unless they're trying to merge in the um killed nine and one one blow thing i do just, remember I, that one did, um, did
2: you say blow nine <laughs> i thought that was your last no, there,
0: were, there was a there's a fairy tale about a guy who like a a tailor um, uh, I think it was called the brave little tailor or something like that. And he like, there were some flies in his, his place and he was getting annoyed. And he goes, swap. And he gets nine of them all in one swipe. And yeah. they're talking about, and people are outside talking about giants, giants. And then he bursts out the window and says, I killed nine in one blow. Oh,
2: <laughs> nine, right. nine in right. one
0: blow. Nine in one blow. And they went to the ding and the stuff. So, um, uh, He uh, was hired to kill a giant and um, yeah, but he he won in the end, but still, Uh, but this is a combination. I I think that's supposed to be a combination of the two or something, but I don't know. Maybe it's just Jack and the Beanstalk.
1: I just don't. I remember seeing the trailer for this movie at the movie theater like over a year ago, like, hey, it was supposed to come out or something and it just sort of disappeared and i was like what 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 is this movie i want to say like around the time that we watched um
0: your highness uh, Maybe I, think, I mean that was probably around i think the time i just I shut know, that you know, down the <laughs> red riding hood and such try not
1: to remember as much as possible that whole experience Ugh. <laughs> i don't know oh i understand so anyway, I know I know when you got while I was away, you guys probably talked about Star Wars.
0: Oh yes, yes. Uh, Disney buying Lucasfilm and uh, essentially we acquiring talked a little, Star
2: Wars. A lot, of bit last week about that actually. Yeah,
0: Episode mm-hmm. Seven coming in 2015. No, yeah. didn't they so, originally say 2014?
2: Yeah, we yes. talked about the Disneyfication and the top five things that they we hope they won't do. Mm
1: hmm. Think. Well, they've they've hired their uh, their screen the guy to write their screenplay. Um, he's already been working with Mr. Lucas, uh, supposedly uh, on a treatment for the next movie. And this comes right from StarWars.com, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's more than official that Michael Arndt, who won an Academy Award for uh, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, and nominated uh, for Toy Story Three for the screenplays for both of those. So, uh,
0: (laughs) so close to star Wars.
1: Well, you know, maybe, maybe we need somebody that's not that, I mean, who knows what the guy likes? Maybe he just, those are the stories that he happened to write. You know what I mean?
0: He wrote those stories, but is a huge fan of star Wars, in fact, he's got all this stuff at home.
1: Well, you know, you got to remember that a lot of these guys, I mean, it's their job to write these things, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you hire them to write, like, hey, I need a story for this. This is kind of like what I have in mind. Can you flesh this out for me? Um, you know, and they'll sit down with, like, say, George Lucas or whatever and go through, you know. And sort of related news, I, I didn't post this on here because I didn't want to get too bogged down into Star Wars land again. But I guess somebody straight up asked Steven Spielberg if he was going to be ever directing any Star Wars stuff. And he said, no, it's not my genre. So, hmm he sort of shot that down, which is kind of a weird response. Because, I mean, it's not like he hasn't done science fiction before. I guess maybe he just is
0: encompassing Star Wars as his own genre. Oh yeah, his science fiction it is more kinda... ET, is more ET, uh, uh, Super Eight sort of. Well, like Minority Report, you know, mm. that was a that was a pretty cool one. I AI,
1: but... you know,
2: true. Yeah, I guess, but I guess he's not so much for the outer space.
1: Right. Well, the the other the other thought was that they a lot of people are sort of and I'm in the same camp, like I'm kind of really interested in moving Star Wars as far away from George Lucas as possible just because I think he sort of lost Touch with where the universe, where a lot of the universe should have gone. Mm. So a lot of people think that by letting, if Spielberg were to actually do anything with the Star Wars property, that that's still really keeping it too close to the same wheelhouse uh, because they're, they're buddy buddy.
0: Um, you so too influenced, too influenced yeah. by him. And uh, well, look at it also this way: is if you look at the the original movies, mm-hmm. George Lucas wrote and directed. The first one, mm-hmm. so he he gold there, but the second and third, he didn't write the screenplays. He wrote the story, but not the screenplays. Right. Um. For he didn't write either of those, and he didn't direct either of those. Right. So those, and those two have been considered the you know uh the like Empire was the top movie as most people believe as as the top movie. I prefer Return right. of the Jedi myself, but that's just me. Um, with usually regular the uh, Star Wars ep- uh, a new hope um, is is usually in second place. Mm-hmm. so uh, the first so he struck gold on on the first movie doing it himself. then he handed it to somebody else just by being there to guide the story and it turned out fantastic. Then he went back in his promise. <laughs> Essentially, for the prequels, and he basically wrote and directed all well, three of those. I don't if think had- it's that
1: he. I don't think it's that he went back on his promise. I think part of that too is that you got to remember for the the first those first movies, he wasn't he wasn't using any of his own money. He was using studio money to make those. So the studio had a lot to say with, hey, yes, we understand this is you, and we want to give you as much rain as possible, but you know. They still were basically calling the shots when it came down to it because it was like, hey, if you want to make these movies and use our money, this is what we're going to overall have you do. The prequels, he self-financed, did everything himself, so he didn't have to listen to anybody. So we were all kind of hoping that he was going to do the same thing where, hey, I'll direct the first one and sort of set the tone and then give it up to two other people to to direct and – But he didn't do that. We were kind of like, hey, George, we kind of just thought it was implied you were going to do the same thing that you did last time. But now he's just like, I'm running with the whole thing. And, uh, you know, and my thoughts with the whole Disney Star Wars thing and somebody had tweeted this and I know I had put it on Facebook a while back was, um, you know, worrying about Disney owning Star Wars is kind of about kind of like worrying that a second iceberg is going to come and hit the Titanic. (laughs) Um, So because right now i mean star wars as a property for the most part for me is, has has been not in my brain for a while you know it hasn't been on my mind not something i think about every once in a while a video game pops up that's cool um but as far as movies go or you know even uh, the clone wars yeah that just not doesn't do it for me so yeah i'm actually kind of intrigued by the whole disney thing i mean look what they i mean they haven't ruined
0: marvel Yeah, Yeah. in fact, uh, A, I think they pretty much let him pretty much off the leash. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe talking about financing issues would be the only thing that they would probably be watching for. But story-wise, it's like, hey, you need to stay in this budget. And that's it. Right. They're they're just good. Um, I'm assuming that it's actually going to be pretty much a, a similar thing for Star Wars. Because they already know the franchise works. Mm-hmm. They just need to to let it go. They're going to have some sort of, you know, input into it, but they're probably going to be mostly focusing on the money and being like, hey, make good Star Wars movies. And, and we learned this from they learned this from how what they did with Marvel and Pixar, for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you guys know what you're doing. We're just going uh, to own you. We're just going to own you. We're going to give you the, the money you need. We're going to watch that money. But that's about it. Yeah, um, and they might just have, have a couple other minor little requirements. So I'm feeling very confident about it, and it's just making sure that that the stories end up being good stories and uh, told well, and that's going to be yeah. the trick in in these. New and movies. I
2: and I do love how since this whole deal came out that there's so many of the former stars mm-hmm. have come back to say that they would love to be in a next in another
1: movie. Yeah, um, that's kind of funny, right? Yeah, I'm like, hmm
0: <laughs> And it's like, well, wait wait a minute George is not going to be doing anything Maybe consulting on story Yeah, okay, okay. um,
2: yeah exactly you know, um,
1: so It just makes you wonder
2: more, Yeah, exactly we are all like, we'd love to be in another
1: installment Maybe that's the reason why he didn't direct The, the Empire and, and Jedi was the actors were all like If he comes back to direct these We're not going to sign nothing
2: Exactly <laughs> <laughs> So. I'm sure Carrie Fisher's like that bitch put me in that fucking bra.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> Carrie Fisher. Got to love her, right? <laughs> um, speaking of train wrecks, um,
2: good, transition. good transition. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so I, I came across this today too, uh, where I, this just sort of makes me laugh. Um, and, and when I put this headline up, I don't mean that he's going to be playing the same character. Just Simply that he's replacing as the lead, so we have Mark Wahlberg has been officially confirmed to be replacing Shia in Transformers 4. So that means that, A, yes, we are getting a Transformers 4. So excited. Um, uh, but uh, no Shia for you. Sorry,
2: uh, so excited! Oh, I, I would much so rather sad. watch Mark Wahlberg than Shia any day,
0: yeah. So and terribly sad that Shia LaBeouf will not be participating in Transformers 4.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's the, you know, again Transformers is one of those properties that's sort of, like I said, I call it a train wreck. I know it's coming, and I don't really want to see it happen. But when it happens, I'm going to watch it anyway.
2: <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Agreed. Oh yeah.
0: Well, who knows? Maybe with the, the, the Wahlberg uh, saw the script and was like, hey, this is actually a good script for once. Yeah,
1: I would. Yeah, I would just love to be a fly in a wall when somebody else is reading that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know how far along the movie is. Like, do they have a script? Is it just kind of like they had a meeting with each other and he's just like Michael Bay's like, yeah, I want to do this and this. And and Mark Wahlberg is just, you know, yeah, that'd be great. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. You know, I I would just love to know how that went. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I do hope that they do do it and they do it on Cybertron or somehow they have to take the space bridge somewhere. And I'd love that.
1: Like I said, if somebody could just take the material from the Transformers games and and write it and put it on the screen.
0: Transformers comic books.
1: Yeah. Well, I've watched some of the fan
2: movies. Mm hmm. Where they put the cinematics all together and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it actually looks really good.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I played the uh, Fall of Cybertron, I was like, why was this not made into a movie instead of that Michael Bay shit?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah. Such is life.
0: With that, let's go into the past, shall we? telling me that you built a time machine? With DeLorean? <laughs> we have Snatch. Run Commander's rating 72% fresh, 92% audience. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Starring Jason Statham, Brad Pitt, Benicio del Toro. Um, yeah. And a whole bunch of other people.
1: Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people in this movie and. I don't know if it's just because I want, I, you know, this is the first movie I actually watched here at the new house. And uh, I don't know if it was a combination of just not being able to keep up with the dialogue um, <laughs> or the fact that I have 25 foot ceilings and it's very loud. Uh,
0: <laughs> so you got a new way of watching things.
1: So, well, it's just, it's, you know, there's, it's sort of, I have a lot of natural reverb in these rooms, so it's kind of like, uh, I can't really hear what they're saying. Like, I had to keep rewatching parts of it, um, Mm. and it's like, what'd he say? Okay. And I'm not just talking about Brad Pitt, because, you know, the Brad Pitt (laughs) character, (laughs) you're not really supposed to know really what he's saying
0: most of the time.
1: It doesn't really matter. But, you know, like, even Jason Statham, I was kind of like, wait, what'd he say? He like every, yeah, yeah, everybody bundles. was, everybody was talking with a pretty thick accent,
0: um, and very casually.
1: Yeah, and it was. It's sort of. I. It's sort of like watching um, Train Spotting for the first time. The first time I ever watched Train Spotting, I had no idea what anybody was saying. Like I'm like, holy crap! And you know, after watching it a couple times, and then one time with this, the subtitles on, I was like, oh, now I understand. This movie's actually pretty good.
2: And and you're having to contend with a bunch of different accents. That's the truth in this. Right.
1: It's not like it's all Scottish or it's all Welsh or it's all English. It's jumping from English to really thick Irish to – I was like, whoa. And Irish I can usually handle because my manager of my department was from Ireland. So, you know. He when he got excited and was mad about something, it was like, Holy crap, what is he what did he just say? I'm like, I don't know, but
2: Well, I think the funny part was I think actually part of that comic relief though is you didn't feel like you were the only one lost because when the American came over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he's, he's just like, What the what? fuck did he say? You know, like he's like <laughs> you know, like like I saw I think that was part so clearly that was a part of the movie do right. you know I mean it it was meant to it was meant to be that way and yeah. even Guy Ritchie I mean not Guy Ritchie but even like Jason Statham's character and Tommy I don't know who that guy was but the guy who playing Tommy and the Turkish were both like what did he say to the mm-hmm. you know to the to Mickey so right. so clearly that was part of the whole movie right is you know it's it's less about the dialogue in some places and more about the the character mm-hmm you know, so that was meant, to, so clearly that was meant to be part of this whole right. train wreck.
1: But did you get? I mean, other than the dialogue and stuff, I mean, how did you feel about the way the movie was put together? Did, did you feel it jumped around too much, or were you okay with...
2: You know what? If for this kind of movie, I liked oh, it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this kind of movie, there are, you know that I'm not a big fan of a lot of movies that jump around and stuff, and but... Tarantino does it well, mm-hmm. and like Guy Ritchie does it well, and that when I say well, though, I mean that comes couched with a little, you know, asterisk at the end because I don't tend to like movies that jump around.
1: But, well, but, I'm I'm, I'm going to yeah, break I, in here and tell you, give you a little warning, even though it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, I would say avoid Cloud Atlas at all. <laughs> at all oh because it jumps around. Like yeah. every two minutes, like not even two minutes.
0: Well, the, I could go on a little tangent of that where, where the book just has this kind of uh, uh, layered time where they go into one, then they go into the next one, then the next one, next one, next one, next one, they get into the middle, finish that story out, finish the one before it, 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 finish before, it, finish before it. So it kind of goes in, it goes forward and then backward in time. Uh, and from my understanding, from what, what I've heard is... They don't do that in the movie.
1: No, it just goes. Here's here's this time period. Here's two lines of dialogue. Here's the next time period. Here's two or three lines of dialogue. Here's the next time period. Here's two or three lines of dialogue. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Got ya.
2: Yeah. When I first saw Pulp Fiction, I was mad mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't get the whole because Pulp Fiction does not follow a timeline. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just could, non-linear. It, Right, it, you will go, you know, 20 minutes into a piece and then suddenly you're like, whoop, back in the front, you know, or whatever, and you're like, huh? But this movie, believe it or not, I could follow. But then again, I liked Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels. Yeah, I never saw so, that. So after seeing that and kind of seeing how this one started off, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is in the same pace as that. Right. So, and the same kind of, like... Like, I think one of the things that Guy Ritchie does really well that some people won't like, and I understand that, but I like, is he has a ton of different stories going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're all about the same situation. He, yeah. You're just looking at it from everybody's perspective involved in it. Wow. Now, I think that that's a fun perspective because it's something we don't think about very often. You know, like, I worry about getting from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't think about, okay, from the time I got in my car to where I got to the grocery store, all the things that I've impacted in my route. You know, I may have cut off somebody who was needing to get their wife to the hospital for having a baby or, you know, this police officer blew by me because he was going to to – Apprehend a bank robber, or you know he like you know like there's all these things going on around you that you just don't know because you're in your bubble mm-hmm. where Guy Ritchie just kind of richly kind of creates the whole storyline around that one thing. Clearly, it's a bad thing. It's like in Guy Ritchie's case, in lock suck and smoking barrels, it's assassination. They're trying to assassinate somebody, but somebody's trying to assassinate him also, and then somebody's trying to assassinate the guy who's trying to assassinate people. You know, it's so it's all this whole like you wow. know, this whole like, yeah, and so it's sort of like this. It's like where the one guy's like, Okay, I've got the diamond, but now this guy's like, Ooh, I'm gonna figure out how to steal the diamond from him. Yeah. You know, and then the next thing you know, it's like blam 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 blam. So so while it's frenetic Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's kind of – it's not as boring as Crash. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like it's, – it's much more – you know, like, like – Yeah,
1: I mean the stuff hyped- that was going on was definitely interesting. It wasn't yeah. like – I never felt bored. Yeah. You know, it was just – it was exhausting sometimes. And when I'm struggling to sort of understand what people are saying and having to go back and rewatch things and it's like – you know – Hey, nobody got time for that, you know. That was like the thought. That was the frustration for me. It was like I don't have time to watch this movie in the first place. And now I got to go back and rewatch parts of it because I don't understand what's going on. And so that was a little frustrating.
2: Well, we can talk. We can call it the hyperactive puppy. Mm-hmm. But when we go to the hyper, we're actually going to talk about the hyperactive puppy movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. That's the next one.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. But, but this one is. But this one is definitely a little bit frantic, but it's it's not. I I like it. I like the pace of this one
0: personally. What about you, Jeff? I thought the pace was fine. It is supposed to be this kind of hard hitting, quick movie. It's not supposed to last long. It's like, here's the facts. Here's what happens. Maybe pause for a moment for dramatic effect. Um, and then move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's nothing to linger or think about
2: except for Boris. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just shot you. Oh, I'm gonna come and get you.
0: Boom. Well, see that? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna come. Uh, you missed again. Boom. <laughs> Sorry, that's just funny to me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that was a I nice still note. got
2: another gun behind. Boom. <laughs> Die.
1: Uh (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, through all my, uh, all my rewindings and stuff, I did, did learn a lot of things from the movie. Eventually, Mm -hmm. when I was able to decipher them,
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, what do we learn? Yes. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Uh kind lot to say. <laughs> you
0: know, whenever you re- reverse things, when you reverse things,
1: who wrote this? Nope. Whenever, whenever the you it's... reverse
0: things, come at you from behind. Yep. Um, whenever you reverse things, come at you Whenever you reverse. There's like a, a, a the comma, comma, like
1: right here. Yeah, they don't, speak, they don't <laughs> speak with a comma. They don't speak with a comma. Yeah,
2: Tyrone, Tyrone did not know how to drive.
1: W reverse?
0: Things come at you from behind.
2: Mm-hmm. But how uh, far is it with Tyrone getting it out of the little
0: car? <laughs> come on now, got to um, I, I know where it's from. It took me a moment. Uh, if all bets are off, there can't be any money.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, it's easier to cut a body into six pieces than to try and carry it whole. It takes 16 pigs, eight minutes to devour a 200 pound man. You can't find a pikey that doesn't want to be found. Nope. I have some strange mixed feelings in this movie. I think it's brilliant like train spawning, but I think it has something to do with the English sensibilities or something. Uh, Culture shock, I suppose. Uh, I recommend seeing the movie at least once and hope you all appreciate it as much as I do. I appreciate it, but not something I watch very often.
1: Yeah, I I just had a hard time with this one. It just I don't. It's it should be my kind of movie for some reason. I just couldn't keep up with it, um, and it was exhausting me. Although I did find Brad Pitt hilarious. Uh, his character was amusing. That whole interaction with that whole uh, group of people was great. <laughs> the gypsies. Um, yes, the gypsies are awesome. Um, but so far, I mean, Guy Ritchie movies. He did. Uh, both of the Sherlock Holmes things. So he's right now, he's zero for three for me.
0: Ah. <laughs> uh, the, well, the, the the word fuck was said 163 times. So
2: uh, sure. Well, I like this one, but then again, like I said, I was also a fan of Lock, Sock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is also a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. So I like his style on those things. The Sherlock Holmes movies, as you said that, I wasn't, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sold on those. Right. But I do like his, I like how he's, he does these kind of movies um, There's just something Kind of Tarantino about it Which I've started to learn to love Tarantino stuff mm-hmm. um, But it's also unique And I also enjoy the absurdity Because I mean it, come on It's just right. absurd right. You know like when they're talking about things like It was attached to him And he's like Why didn't you just cut it off He's like I'm <laughs> not cutting off his arm Right. Go the case uh-huh, You know, like there's like it's just where they go, you know, their brain goes is so funny. Um, I just feel like he does a good job of telling several intertwining stories without making you feel too lost because at least he keeps you in the same time frame. Like again, like when um Boris gets hit by the car mm-hmm. and the mil- you know, the milk, the car and the wreck all happening kind of simultaneously. He still did a good job of catching that all together. So it's hectic but fun.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Agreed. Uh with that, let's let it to our flick chart. Start off uh comparing Snatch to Avatar. Um ooh.
1: <laughs> I've actually wait, wait, we're talking about James Cameron's Avatar? Right. Yes. It, okay. It, we
0: it I otherwise just, it would have said the movie that I shall just, not be named. So I'm just just, to, just just making sure. I can't help
2: it. I just got to say it. I prefer Snatch.
0: (laughs) 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 Sorry. Good for you. Yeah.
1: I'm going with Avatar on this one because I have watched it more than once. I'm
0: going to have to go with Avatar too.
1: Dang. No Snatch for you guys. No Snatch.
0: Okay. (laughs) Snatch versus the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Narnia for me. I'm going to have to go with Snatch on this one. Uh, Ray
1: Winstone's voice just gets me hard when I watch that movie. So.
0: <laughs> snatch versus Batman Forever. I'm actually a Batman Forever guy. Really. Really? Yeah. Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, snatch versus Signs. Signs. Snatch. Snatch versus Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That's one of the better ones. I'll give it to Potter.
1: Yeah, it's actually the one of the few Potter movies that was better than the book.
2: Is it Harry Harry. Snatch? Um, Harry.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Five and six of Harry Potter were dead. (laughs) Uh, Snatch versus Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, Oh, Snatch.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Snatch.
0: Snatch versus noises off. Talk about
1: hectic. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to go with Snatch.
2: I actually. Ugh. Yeah, Snatching.
0: I'm snatching it. Snatch versus the Strangers, Snatch.
1: Strangers. <laughs> the Strangers.
0: Uh, snatch is 101 on our Flick chart. Oh. Well. Out of how many? All um, right. Where... Uh, 167. Okay. We need to add more movies to our we'll do that some other time. In the meantime, let's go into the present.
1: When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now.
0: The Man with the Iron Fist. 53% rotten, 52% audience. Directed by Rizza. R- Sorry, Russell Crowe, Kung Lee, and Lucy Liu. So, <laughs> a rapper writes and directs a movie that he stars in, because he's also in there. In fact, he is the man with the Iron Fist.
1: And- yeah. yeah, here's the thing, though. Like, I would think that a character that you're naming the movie after like would have more of a presence in the movie. Cause really he didn't have much of an interaction or presence in the movie with any of the other characters until the last little fight scene, 25 minutes, maybe
2: because he cut his arms off and made him the man with the iron fists.
1: I know, but like it just was bizarre, but, but- he
2: was, he's the guy who kind of basically, isn't he the one who basically made
1: all these guys? He made all their weapons, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. You
1: no. Know. So he, so had a, he was he had a intertwined. Relationship. Yes. Uh, technically. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand. Like he was sort of, he was the one character that all these other characters had sort of, what brought them together in a yeah. in a weird in, way. Yeah, in common.
0: Right. Yeah. It, it was not just me or, at the beginning of this movie, or or when you saw the trailer. Didn't you think he, it seemed like he actually made these iron gauntlets for himself? hmm And then we find out later, it's really, they end up being prosthetic arms. Right. Right. And he can move them because of Chi. Mm-hmm. I like he's, that. I, I really like that, too. Because he's just that angry. Um, well, I wouldn't say angry. He's, he's that focused. Because mm. he can take the chi mm. in his body and focus it into, I mean, look at what he did to Brass Body.
1: Well, yeah. The 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 thing I had with this move, <laughs> um, one of the. I like bad kung fu movies I do love bad kung fu films I don't watch them regularly But I do enjoy them usually when I watch them And when I say bad kung fu movies I'm talking about like the real kung fu movies From like the late 70s You know that are poorly dubbed Um, I felt like this was a poorly dubbed movie (laughs) Even though everybody was actually Speaking English Um, the, The obviously Riz's writing skills, not, uh, not the greatest, even with Eli Roth helping him, um, mm-hmm. just wasn't doing it for me. Uh, this movie was only an hour and 36 minutes long and I, it felt like a much longer movie to me. Um, I kept looking at my, at my watch and being like, is this, how much longer do we have? Um, which is kind of funny cause I guess the original cut of the film was four hours long. Oh my God! For- <laughs> um, so I just kind of felt like I was watching uh, Riza masturbate on screen, basically.
2: Yep. This I when I as soon as I left the movie, somebody I, so I posted because somebody had said, well, "How was the movie?" I was like, "It was Riza's wettest dreams." Mm-hmm. That's all I said. Yeah. You know, it was a hip hop star's wet dream. to be able to do all the things that he did, you know? And even it was also just a one big stereotype. Yeah. Like when they were like, they were like, do you want Cognac? I'm like, Cognac, why don't you just say Carvassier? (laughs)
1: Like,
2: let's just go there if you're going to go there. Right. I was just like, my goodness, this was just like, it was one big music video. You know, which is fine if you want to pay for it. Right. You know, but I... Oh, my God.
1: I, I was a big fan of Silver Lion's hair, though. Um, When he came
2: out of the water? or you mean No, like- no,
1: no. I mean, there was a scene early on when he first sort of took over the, the the Lion clan. Yeah. There's a scene where he's like... It's like he's getting his hair done. And then he, like, with one hand sort of, like, moves a piece of hair like in the particular direction. And I started cracking up the second (laughs) that happened. And then every time he came on screen, I would look at him with his hair. And every time his hair got more and more fabulous, every, every time he was on screen, it was like more fabulous. I just started giggling and could not stop laughing. And then Colin was watching it with me and he sort of caught on to the fact that every time he came on screen, I was laughing and he started laughing, and then there's a scene <laughs> then there's a scene where Silver Lion has on those round John Lennon glasses, and those oh. are the, those are the exact same glasses that Colin has, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, I lost it and then poor Chad, he's like sitting next to me, and he's like, "I don't know what's so funny. What are you laughing at?" And I'm just like, "I'll tell you when the movie's over because you're just not gonna get it and I laughed the whole time. Every time he came on screen, I cracked up, you know, which I guess wasn't so necessarily a bad thing, but I'm sure all the people around me that were sitting like, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he laughing all the time in this movie? <laughs> but yeah, I just couldn't stop. I mean, and, and then you're trying, I'm trying to laugh without disturbing other people so that it becomes even worse. Like, I mean, cause I was really laughing. It wasn't just like a, that's funny. I was like. Losing oh, it last Yes, I was yeah. losing it every time.
0: This movie broke you. Yes. <laughs>
1: Silver Lion's hair broke me. It wasn't the movie. It was the hair. It was the, the hair. Movie. Yeah. So I mean that I don't know what else to say about this thing. It was just
0: Silver Lion's hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I I'm with Come you on that one. I really okay. don't I I I'm gonna just have to completely spoil my thought on it because and just, just say in general that my opinion on this movie was just that the only things that saved it were the actual fights. Mm. Okay. So if they just did like so I've heard that on like the, the Blu-ray of Magic Mike, for example, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard that if you it has a sequence where you can just press one button and watch all the dance sequences. <laughs> At least that's what I've seen. Uh, So, you know, so you can do that. I wish that they would have on the Blu-ray of this just the fight sequences. Right. I don't want to watch any dialogue. I don't want to hear anybody speak. Uh I don't want to see any acting, really. I just want to see the
1: fights. Oh, we didn't see any acting. Right,
2: that's what I'm saying. Right, exactly. (laughs) I just want to see the fights. And so if you just let me watch the fights, I'd be happy. Yeah. You know, but however... um. You know that didn't happen. um, I liked the look, mm. like the look of the brothel and the streets and stuff. They looked really good. The sets were awesome, oh yeah, 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 sets were awesome, and then lucy Lou, okay. Lucy Lou was good in this movie, <laughs> but she was just being Owen Rishi, you yeah, know um, again, you know, um, with exception of she had the you know, she had the, um, the fan, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? She still had her crazy 88 kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, behind her, um, you know, but I still, but I still think she was a redemptive quality of this movie. So there were kind of three things that I liked now. The rest of it sucked (laughs) just completely sucked. Like I was watching it going, I'm pissed. Mm hmm. I paid for this shit. Right. And especially from the very beginning when Rizza started talking. Yeah. I'm here in Jungle City. In Jungle City, you know, we got to make weapons. And I was like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah. You're going to sink $20 million into
1: this? Directors should make cameos and that's it.
2: I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. You sunk twenty million dollars into this, mm-hmm. and you couldn't take the time to enunciate the lyric, the narration.
1: Well, no, he's got to be cool. He's got to be. I
2: was mad. I was mad from that very beginning. I was like, "What the hell am I watching now?"
1: Chuck a mad?
2: I'm like, I could have watched Wreck It Ralph. Yes. But anyway, I still did. But I found a way to find watch Wreck It Ralph. But still, I was sitting here going. I can't believe that Rizza did this. And the whole time I'm just sitting here, I'm just like, wow, this is like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the other, the only other thing I will say I liked, I liked Lucy Liu's character. I got the point of her mm-hmm. and I loved, I loved the black widow stuff. Yeah. Because you did not realize how much power she had until she did those little click clicks, mm-hmm. you know, that little thing. And like everybody suddenly killed their guy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, she could have a whole gang in there. That's right. what she was like, Lion Clan, come on over. Right. I'll give you the bitches for free.
1: Right. Free and free, while they're, free booty.
2: Yeah, free booty. And while they're, you know, once they knock you out, click, click, you're mm-hmm. all dead. Like, that's freaking power right there. Right. That tells you the power of the snatch.
1: Ha <laughs> um, <laughs> ha!
2: But... But that was that was actually pretty damn cool. That, I will give him that. Mm-hmm. That was a cool little section. But other than that, mm, yeah. Batista no. was good to look at. But
1: yeah, I will. Uh, you know, I'll just say I, I really wanted to like this. Um, but yeah, let's 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 wrap this one up. I don't think we have too much to say. Yeah. What did the critics have to say about it? All
2: right. You're going to laugh because the positives really aren't positives, but mm-hmm. they, they were, they were not rotten. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, exactly. Positives, refreshingly bad. Mm. As far as an exercise in the genre goes, it always feels like you're coming in halfway through the movie. <laughs> okay. So they actually thought that was a good positive. Maybe one of the best bad movies ever. Hmm. Um, demonstrated neo-exploitation cinema is not dead Um, as endearing as a hyperactive puppy but Mm -hmm. it's exhausting and exciting Mm -hmm. and then sufficiently well done for those who like this sort of thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) these are all back backhanded (laughs) positives
2: any compliments backhanded compliments
1: uh, yeah well I'm just kicking with the, the lingo
2: yeah exactly Negatives. Uh, Riza is awful at acting and an incompetent narrator. Nice. <laughs> Just out like bam. Lavish imitation. It's a lunatic, unnecessarily gory, and borderline incomprehensible movie. No, and it's a understood. bad movie, and and a proof and proof basically that a bad movie with big names is still a bad movie. <laughs> no, that's basically what. Was said by
0: everyone Unnecessarily
1: gory though Which is kind of why I put my last little thing in the what have we learned Because I thought it matched that
0: sentiment When it comes to money Things get funny (laughs) And a dog living in a palace Is still a dog
2: (laughs) I remember when that was said That was awesome (laughs) Yeah
0: Yeah, you know I thought this was going to be a bit more Exciting of a movie Uh, I did really like Russell Crowe And Brass Body Uh, There is something about a couple of those uh, scenes with Russell Crowe, especially with the girls. Russell
1: Crowe was looking rather chubby and hot. (laughs) So, yeah, both me and Colin were like, oh, my God. Um, So, yes, there is that Um, other than Russell Crowe being chubby and hot um i wanted to like it a whole lot but and and i think it lived up to what it wanted to be which is a bad kung fu movie um but there was just certain things about it that are sort of unforgivable uh and i, I couldn't think of any better word to say but it just felt pretentious mainly because of rizza being in his own movie you know yeah, like yeah. i'm making this and i'm gonna for put me. myself in this because i'm making it for me and i want to be in it and this is what i think is cool you know, I think he should have just kept himself out of the movie. Um, you know, I I think it would have been better if like he would have said, here's, here's my idea for this film. And again, give it to somebody and say, here, write something for me that fits fits into this right. idea. Um, and go that way, you know. But yeah, other than that, it was a big fail. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the opening dialogue from RZA sealed it for me. I was, I knew it was not on it, and then it was just a combination of RZA's wet dreams rolled into a film. He gets to bang the hot Asian chick, get a superpower, and beat up a WWE superstar. BFD. Um, the only things that saved it again were how it looked, fight scenes, and Lucy Lou. Otherwise, I could have left it.
0: Gotcha. that. Let's move into the future. Yeah. Let's Hi, welcome to the future. And I'm telling you, it's great here. Iron Man 3. So we talked about the trailer for the trailer. Let's talk about the trailer.
1: Even more iron -er -er ner ner Ironic? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding, that's a joke. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I, would, I don't know what else to say other than uh, the second the trailer came out online, I was like, I watched it like 20 times and I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God.
2: It looks good. Yes. Looks
1: oh. good.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I think this might be quick just because we're all like, let's see, Iron Man, Mandarin.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> the only the only thing that only thing that I would say I don't like is I don't know what's up with Ben Kingsley's voice. I don't think that's his voice. No. I think it's been overdubbed or whatever. So I think... Well, Ben's-
2: wait, what, what's the summary? We didn't do a summary, just FYI.
0: Oh, summary. So, um, yeah. Tony Stark uses his ingenuity to fight those who destroyed his private world and soon goes up against the most powerful enemy yet, the Mandarin.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Um, I just I don't know what's up I don't know why they wouldn't use Ben Kingsley's real voice. I thought I was expecting his voice to be more Ben Kingsley, I guess I don't know how else to say it, yeah, English you know the 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 part where he's like, I consider myself a teacher. I was kinda like, what what's <laughs> up with that voice? you know. Um, so that's really the like, only it's thing. It's like him
2: trying to do Patrick Stewart or
1: something. Something.
2: <laughs> something like... <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, and, and this is my this little discussion piece here. I didn't put it in the discussion. I should have. But, okay, when I picture the Mandarin in my, my head, mm-hmm. I think of Ben Kingsley. Right. But I think of Ben Kingsley from The King and I not gotcha. Ben Kingsley mm-hmm. 85 years old looking like Gandalf.
1: Mhm.
2: So, I'm not sure that I'm on board. Like I have a little more of a Flash Gordon image in my head of Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Um I mean of 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 the Mandarin. Like not that he necessarily needs to be young. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, but I, a little more a mature guy but not Gandalf and i felt but, like he looked a little gandalf to me um yeah, so maybe that's just a bad image i have from the comics and all that stuff but i that was a that took me for a loop for a moment
1: there. oh i can i can understand that okay you know but uh you know maybe uh, maybe we need to get uh, maybe they should have gotten silver lion and his fabulous hair <laughs>
2: <laughs> love it
0: you know <laughs> No, I don't um, think so. but that, but I
2: works. Do, But I think the what they showed so far in this trailer, mm-hmm. like the destruction of the house and all that stuff, like you, you clearly understand that this he's they are going for Tony heart and soul, right? Trying to just destroy. They might not be trying to destroy him, but they're going to try to destroy him from inside out.
1: Well, what what I love about it, I think, is. I love the fact that, A, it ties right into the Avengers. I love how his narration ties it into, hey, I've been I've been broken since New York. Like, I haven't slept. I haven't been able to do this. Because, like, you know, he's always cocky and, you know, basically able to blow everything off. I like how you already start off with him sort of being in trouble. Like, I don't know how to deal with this. It's affecting me. It's, so it already starts on a dark tone, and then it just gets darker because you watch – like him, basically parts of his life get destroyed. So it's kind of like, yeah. it just starts on this downtone and just drives it home, the whole thing. The music, everything, you know, the explosions, there's like there's like no nothing good happens in this trailer. It's all bad and, you know, just dark.
2: Well, you know what? I should read, too, just for giggles, just so you guys know, how it's differently... The premise is explained differently on Wikipedia.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
2: It says, an enemy attacks Tony Stark's loved ones, and he must protect them using his intelligence. Mm-hmm. While he is fighting, he discovers whether his heroism depends on his suit or himself.
1: Right. So That's little that
2: interesting little byline. Mm-hmm.
1: Does that mean we're going to see a lot of Iron Man without his stuff, right?
2: I don't know. Well, I think aren't we gonna see some? Aren't we gonna see some more War Machine in this one?
1: You think? Who uh, knows? Yeah, I don't know. But well, I
2: know Rhodey is gonna be in the movie. I don't know right. if we we'll see more War Machine, particularly. We will see. Yeah, he's in it. Right. War Machine is in it.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I just love the fact that it's just fire going so dark. Power? Firepower. Firepower. Yeah, he's some some good guy or bad guy. It's I don't know if he's a good guy or bad guy, but I know it's another suit. It's another sort of robotic uh thing. I don't know I don't know enough um about it. I know that they were talking about uh it was tied in a little bit with the Iron Man 2. Okay. Um so It was built, I think it was built by the same guy that, what's his name, Mr. Hammer? Mm -hmm. So, I I know there's that sort of tie-in. Oh,
2: Firepower for Edwin Cord, the rival businessman of Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. It was the U.S. Armed Forces version of the suit. Right. Okay, gotcha. I'm thinking Myra McTaggart. Mm-hmm. In my head When it said Taggart Jack Taggart I'm sitting here right. like Where do I know That name from Where do I know yeah. That name from Oh that's that relation. Yeah, Yeah no, I know but I was that's saying. an Ex-property right, right Exactly
0: Sorry That's over by Fox
1: But I mean what, I mean I don't know What else to say About this movie I know I'm gonna Go see it I'm gonna probably See it multiple times um, Unless it, Something goes Horribly wrong But I'm not Let's hear it it's up here. Okay All right man Yes, please <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? Yes,
2: <laughs> um, definitely looks epic. I said my thing about the Mandarin, so thought he'd look younger, but I can still fall for it,
0: Mhm. So it's kind of a,
1: um, they
0: sure we can talk about the trailer, but you know what, yeah, we're going to see it, right. All right, that's it for the show. Next week, coming attractions we will be taking a look at uh, a little bit of a James Bond special in the past. We'll be looking at only. Uh, and in the present, we'll be doing Skyfall. Um, two of the best James Bond teams, in my opinion.
1: No,
0: just saying. Uh And in the future, future, we're looking at World War Z. <laughs> put anything down no. More. there's plenty ways to contact us pop over to our website come, uh, colmovies.com shoot uh, us email at colmovies at gmail.com I think it's voicemail we'd love to hear from you Like actually hear you uh, 361-265-8255 that's 361 coltalk talk Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash COMOvies. Facebook at Facebook.com slash COMOvies. Google Plus, G Plus, dot too, slash Please pop over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. We need them We need to get out a little bit up on the things and the stuff and the whatnot. And with that, any final thoughts? Uh
1: no. I'm just, you know, looking forward to seeing some of these things. And
0: with that for me for fuzz for steven take care everyone
1: Hasta la vista, baby.
0: i wish i knew how to quit i will do too that's the worst for my I and you stole it from a movie
1: They're
0: looking at you, kid. End of line.